We are I. We have the ancient Greeks to thank. And there's mounting evidence now that we even have the ancient Greeks to thank for, you know, eating mushrooms, psilocybin-based mushrooms, you know, and kind of getting into a, an alternate reality from the one that we live in every day to be able to help create democracy and, you know, help create some of these principles that we rely on today to be able to be successful as as a person and as a society, a community, as in a country. These codes and these principles, you know, that we that are esteemed, you know, human beings of the past created. You know, this is a beautiful concept that we think, and I know when I close my eyes and I think of ancient Greece and, you know, I think of some of these, you know, great thought leaders back then sitting around, you know, in some of these amazing looking buildings, creating some of these doctrines that we live by today and that we hold at the highest regard as the best way to be able to live life inside of a country, inside of a community, inside of a province or state. You know, we look at this with with envy of how these people thought. And what makes me realize a few things about this is is because there's what we think a lot of freedom of thought. You know, and if these people were, you know, experimenting with different hallucinogenics back then, and they obviously didn't deem them to be the the same as what we look at them now. They didn't deem them to be evil. They deemed them to be of benefit, helpful, and aid, to aid in creativity, to to aid in um, harmony to be able to aid in allowing us to be able to get together as a community and as a country and as a whole and as humanity better and creating these principles based upon that thought process and, and that narrative. And we can easily prove that now because they have found traces of psilocybin and hallucinogenics, you know, in the urns, you know, from these places where these, these principles and these doctrines were created, these works, these works of art. You know, an actual, like, legitimate works of art. You know, whether that be a, a pen and a piece of paper or an actual physical sculpture. You know, and the one thing that democracy is supposed to represent is, you know, like, we the people. Like, we the people that can't have a voice that's going to reach the whole country. But we can, we can elect representatives along the way to be able to amplify the anthem of the people. You know, and where I think of this today is, you know, like the one the one thing that I've said to people that, you know, in regards to these, you know, vaccine mandates in regards to travel as a Canadian and, you know, hearing these things like, you know, the only places, the only countries in this world that are restricting its own citizens from leaving its country is North Korea. Because not even in China, from what I understand, that unvaccinated people can't leave. And, you know, maybe they can't because they just can't afford it. And who knows? But say unvaccinated people can't leave China either. Well, that's who Canada is being compared against. And we are a democracy where, where people are supposed to have a voice. And it's not only the 6 million unvaccinated Canadians, you know, in Canada, but there's also a ton of vaccinated Canadians in Canada that don't 
believe in these mandates, either trapping Canadians inside of Canada, uh, not allowing the BL to travel. Look what it's doing to our airports. And Justin Trudeau wants to, you know, pump another $360 million, you know, into helping with the the, the airports. And all he has to do is relax the mandates so those federal employees can go back to work. And it would help with all of those wait times at the airport that the international community is in an outcry for, but he'd rather spend our money, our money as Canadians, 360 million or 330 million of our tax dollars is going to go to help solve a problem that he could easily eradicate by allowing the vaccine mandates on federal employees to be able to ease and subside and go away, but he won't because he's a petty, petty man. But when you look at this even further, I've told people the the signs that I'm going to look for is when major corporations start to make the shift, when major corporations can see, okay, we're out of this now, we're not going to do it, you know, because it was always small businesses before. You know, small businesses got away with these vaccine men or did away with these vaccine mandates and regulations as soon as they possibly could. But you know that major corporations don't want to, you know, ease off, take down the plexiglass, get people to stop wearing masks. And then all of a sudden, two, three, four months later, have to reintroduce all those things because that's what the government has been famous for, snowballing businesses overnight. I get it. I understand it. Do I agree with it? Not necessarily. Do I understand why they did it? Absolutely. Because the government is continually fucked over the people and businesses all along the way in this, whether they are openly ever going to admit that or not. But the one thing that I noticed a few months ago, Starbucks was like, okay, as a corporation, as an international corporation, we're going to start saying we're going to take down the plexiglass. We're going to get our employees if they want to stop wearing masks. You know, people have been routinely being called back to work. We just had Elon Musk say yesterday or the day before that you know, all Tesla employees have to come back to the office. And if you don't come back on Monday, we will take that as you're resigning from your job. You know, because he's had enough. Now, and you've seen all the, all the major hotel chains. I just had my representative at the Marriott say that the Marriott group of companies, they're finally right. They took down their physical barriers about a month ago. And she said now they've started to relax the masks so employees, it's by choice, employees don't have to wear masks anymore. So that's tourism that's in there. There's your, your coffee shops where people congregate and then where people congregate to stay. You've had WestJet CEO call out Justin Trudeau and the mandates in Canada saying as soon as he hits international waters, he can take it off, fly all around Europe without a vaccine passport or vaccine mandates. But when he comes back to Canada, he has to and how little sense that makes. That's the second time that he's publicly called out Justin Trudeau in these vaccine mandates. This is how silly it is. But on top of that, I read an article this morning saying the top five banks Top five, you're talking RBC, TD, Bank of Nova Scotia, CIBC, BMO. They are also getting or um, saying goodbye to their vaccine mandates and their protocols in, in the workforce, in the workplace. So you have all of these major, major international corporations saying, okay, we're done with this. But you just have this week, Justin Trudeau doubled down in his liberal and NDP coalition shit government. Double down, and then he makes a public statement saying that we are going to extend this all the way into the fall because new variants are going to come around in the fall. Well, how the fuck do you know that? And I understand that theoretically that may be true. It's easy to be able to see it a bit when everybody else 
is going the opposite direction. You keep doubling down in your shit direction and crippling our country, hurting our tourism sector, hurting our airline sector, hurting our businesses, hurting our people, and forcing inflation to go at all-time high, and then the Bank of Canada having to raise interest rates to be able to counter that so that people who couldn't even afford to buy groceries now may not be able to provide for their family and pay their mortgage either. So when we look at that, when we look at all those things, when we see the people, this is my point behind it all, when we see the people in all of these sectors, in all of these ways, shapes, or forms, when we see everybody going in the opposite direction, except for the government that is supposed to represent us, what does this mean? This no longer means that we are in a democratic society because those people in power are supposed to represent us and they clearly are not representing our voice. Banks are some of the biggest woke corporations out there. Starbucks, again, one of the biggest woke corporations out there. All these super ultra lefty, we're going to accommodate everything corporations are going the opposite way of the government now. And the government is double down. What does this mean? And what society is this? This is not democracy. This is not the democratic society that we all bought into and believe in. And this is not what we think Canada is. And when I say we, I actually mean I, but I know a lot of people who feel the same way that I do. Because it's getting ridiculous. It's getting absolutely ridiculous that people still can't go back to work who want to go to work. You are intentionally crippling your company. Why would you keep putting hundreds of millions of dollars into different sectors to be able to encourage people from around the world to be able to come here and work when you won't even let the citizens of this country work because of these archaic measures and these mandates that you still want to believe in because you want it to be true so bad because you don't want to admit because you're such a fucking coward, Justin Trudeau, you can't even admit that the narrative that you put out there and the fear-mongering that you did and the spying that you let the government do on its on our own citizens in this country, you're not willing to abolish that mentality, that mindset out of your mind, but it is time. It is absolutely time. You are crippling this country. This is not democracy. He's become a laughingstock, and Ken has become a laughingstock for a Western progressive democracy in this world because of the dictator that we have at the helm. And people need to start opening up their eyes and realizing what this actually means instead of just passively walking through life. We are slowly becoming less of a democratic society all the time. We need to realize this. There's countless examples. I could ramble on about this for hours, about all the different examples of how we are slowly not becoming a democratic society. But again, I think everybody gets the point. Everybody gets the point. I want to believe that people are smart enough to be able to understand exactly what's going on in Canada. So my question of the day is, are you willing to be able to spend a minute, five minutes, ten minutes to understand what is going on right underneath your nose inside this country today? <laughs>